At first, the two Houston police officers didn't even realise they were looking at the two victims of the Icebox murders. They'd responded to a welfare check at 1815 Driscoll Street on June the 23rd, 1965, and found no one at home. When two officers opened up the fridge, they thought the piles of meat were from a hog. In fact, it was from the murdered couple, Fred and Edwina Rogers. They'd been brutally killed, drained of blood, dismembered and stuffed in the, fr- in, in the refrigerator. Somebody had forcefully removed the eyes and genitals of Fred Rogers, dumped his entrails in the sewer and vanished. And though their son, Charles Rogers, was and still is the only suspect, the murder has never been solved. This is the story of the Icebox Murders. Well, hello, my fellow weirdos. How are we all? I hope everyone is doing absolutely gravy today. So today we have another very special episode. We have another collab because we love a collab here at Horror House. And joining me this week is the lovely Alex from the amazing Weird Distractions podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for this. I, I saw I saw your your facial expressions um when I was doing my little intro. It's like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> the second you said the pie, <laughs> kind of I was like, oh no. Oh my. What oh, are we my. talking about? <laughs> oh my, what what's in the oh, pie? Dear. <laughs> so before we get into uh, this little mysterious case that we've got going on today. Uh, I thought you could tell everyone where they can find your podcast and where they can give you guys a follow and where they can listen and all of that good stuff. For sure. Thank you so much. So Weird Distractions is a weekly podcast. Uh, comes out every Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is myself along with my best friend and co-host christy uh we rotate between true crime conspiracy theories paranormal stories folklore kind of everything macabre and considerably weird uh you can find us on apple Podcasts, good pods spotify kind of wherever you find whorehouse podcast and you can find us on instagram tiktok facebook twitter i think that's it for now can't really think of any other social media platform but yeah just Google Weird Distractions podcast. Usually that's what I tell folks not to sound uh, bougie or, (laughs) you know, uh, as if we're bigger than what we are. But I've Googled us a couple times. A lot of our stuff does come up. So that's probably the easiest way to go about it. No, I've I've done the same. I've Googled my podcast and found quite a lot. So... Yeah, no, that's a great tip. Right? Just, just Google weird distractions. Just Google. And it'll all be gravy. Just Google. Um, yeah, exactly. And definitely, just Google. That's it. And definitely check out um, Weird Distractions. Alex and Christy are doing amazing. They are smashing it. They are killing it. Pun intended. Aww, thank you. Um, no, <laughs> like, you are so welcome. Like, you know, it's, it's very much in my rotation that I have 
um on on my spotify so definitely you're missing out guys listening to to these guys and that was not paid for either just put uh, just saying no just Mm. saying i i don't have a knife to dom right now uh couldn't even if i wanted to because you're across the pond from me but that'd be that needs to be one this isn't a long knife that would be one extremely long knife (laughs) i have questions concerns and comments about that (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness so today we are delving into an unsolved true crime case from way back in the 1960s. Uh, there wasn't a massive Ooh. amount, I know. Like we're, we're going old school. We're going old school. Um, old school. That's it. The best type of school. Old school, best type. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a massive amount of information that I could find for this one. Um, so this may be, this episode may be a bit on the shorter side. But I think considering right. my uh, recording uh, with a little wicked that will be coming out next week was an hour, nearly an hour and a half. And my collab. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And the collab I did with Bed Crime Stories, which came out uh, Friday Just Gone. That was like two and a half hours. So I think oh my people are probably, I know, <laughs> that, was, that was the Moore's murders. That was a, yes. that was a big, that was a a big case. My, yeah. I think I remember telling, telling you on Instagram, my outline for that episode was 24 pages long. That's, I mean, totally understandable because, yeah, that case is so intense and so in-depth in terms mm-hmm. of the resources out there. So it would be hard. I I would have a hard time cutting back on that, right? Yeah. And that was after taking stuff out as well. It was nearly 30. Wow. <laughs> before, before I started to trim it down a little bit. So, oh yeah, I think my audience are probably like, oh, my God. <laughs> and a short episode. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. I know. No, I mean, you used to, your episodes used to be like 15 minutes. What's happened? Why have you become all mainstream and yeah. doing 45 an hour? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anytime we release a really long episode, I feel as though people are either really happy about it or it's like, oh, another long one. You know what I mean? It's, it. it really depends on what people, how long people want to listen to, right? That's it. So I suppose if the case is good, yeah, then you know people mm-hmm. are like oh, I'll, I'll listen to it, you know an hour and a half, you know, or whatever. Um, exactly. But yeah, th- this one, this one's probably going to be a bit shorter, a bit on the short side, but it's still mm-hmm. a juicy peach of a case, and we all love a juicy peach. So, we do. Alex, we do. are you ready? I am. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm nervous to hear about this one because I don't, I don't think I've ever heard about this one. So I'm excited, but a little cautious. What's going on? It it gets a bit wild. From the little that I could find, it gets it gets a bit it gets a bit wild. Hmm. So to start off with, let's do a little background on Fred and Edwina's son Charles. So there wasn't a massive amount of stuff I could get. I could I got like three bullet points um information on charles rogers (laughs) oh my goodness so you know i it it, i couldn't find anything about his childhood the earliest thing that i could find was in 1942 charles rogers enrolled at texas a&m university um but dropped out later 
he subsequently went to the University of Houston to study nuclear physics and graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree. That's so fancy. He's pretty smart. Yeah, holy. That is fancy. Like my my degree is not going to be that fancy. <laughs> Mine is not either. No, not at all. No. <laughs> but hey ho, at least you know. At least I could be like, I suppose I I went to UD and got a degree. Yeah, a degree is still a degree. Just some (laughs) degrees, I guess, are a lot more uh, intense, like like his. Yeah, I I don't think I could actually, like, a nuclear physics degree, like, that sounds hellish. I'm happy with my film, radio, and television. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Physics alone scares me. Nuclear physics? No, thanks. (laughs) That is that is a hard no, the hardest of no's, people. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> hard pass, very much so. Uh, so Rogers served in the United States Navy as a pilot and in the Office of Naval Intelligence during World War II. He also worked for Shell Oil for nine years after the war as a seismo- as a seismologist. Oh man, that that just. It sounds very bougie. I thought Extremely. the nuclear physics was bougie. Yeah. This man was also a seismologist as well. I don't even know what that is. Um, is that so, like, you know, I'm assuming it's related, I, but. I, I want to say it's like, so seismology. To me, that sounds, to me, that sounds something to do with like earthquakes or something around that subject. I might be, that might be so far out the ballpark. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I definitely googled what a seismologist is. So, a seismology is the scientific study of the movement of waves through the Earth, and typically associated with the study of earthquakes. Boom. So, they're responsible for analyzing, interpreting seismological data, including earthquakes, plate tectonics, and Earth imaging. So, I was close on. Like I, I, that was that was a pretty damn good guess. I'm, it's probably because I've heard the word before and like I've heard it used in like a that sort of context, and I was like, I, I'm sure right. it's something to do with with the Earth and tectonic plates and all that jazz. I mean, I see. I I thought something totally different. I thought it was like, si- like <laughs> sizing things. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, um, <laughs> you have a degree. Um, I don't know how. I but... mean, that's a lot more fun <laughs> than, than what it actually is. Well, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with your definition. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the study of sizing things. Oh, I love it. Just sizing um... random things. <laughs> What did you do today? Oh, I sized this. Why? Because I, I'm a seismologist. <laughs> yeah. Because I, what I do. Because I'm a seismologist. Because I'm a seismologist. <laughs> I want. I wanted to see like the size of this yeah. turbine. This <laughs> is my job, apparently. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh dear, dear, oh dear. Um, so in 1957, he unexpectedly left his employment um, with Shell Oil without any explanation. Uh, so Rogers was exceptionally clever, according to friends and associates, and had a gift for locating gas, oil and gold for the firms 
for which he worked. He was also a ham radio enthusiast who spoke seven languages. I can barely speak English. I was going to say, I can barely speak the one, the one that I'm supposed to speak. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you, how, how, how do you have that much brain storage? I, I don't understand. That's insane. That's wild. Right. By next week, guys, I, I'm going to have learned eight languages. I'm going to get Rosetta Stone. And I'm going to learn eight languages. That's <laughs> just a one yeah, up this month. Exactly. You have to one up. You have to one up. <laughs> right? Man, Jesus. Um, so Rogers joined the Civil Air Patrol in the mid 1950s, where he allegedly encountered uh, David F- uh, Ferry, I think. It's spelled F E R R I E. Yeah, Ferry. Ferry. Very, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. My my audience are, are very used to me not being able to say words at this point. Um, words <laughs> are hard. It's understandable. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, he allegedly encountered um, David Ferry, a suspected conspirator in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. That's a what? Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> like, that's so random. <laughs> so random. Just a little sprinkle of a weird tidbit of. Oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that and literally, there was nothing else that I could find about that fact other than he met this man who may have been involved in killing F. Kennedy, and then that was it. That's all I could find. I couldn't so find anything weird. else about it. But oh my gosh! All right. <laughs> so that is all I could dig up about his early life and background. As you can tell, this was a pretty hard case to find information from. Um, but you know, it makes it I suppose it adds to the mystery, yeah. doesn't it? It makes it a little a bit more mysterious, a bit more intriguing. Exactly. A bit more like, ooh. Yeah, like, ooh, I want to know more. So I'm gonna keep digging, even though there's it. nothing more to dig. Yeah, I I, I understand completely. <laughs> That's it. So let's get into the juicy details or the gory details, whatever, whatever, which way um, of the ice box murders. So Rogers was unemployed by 1965 and lived in Houston's uh, Mantrose district with his elderly parents, Fred, Christopher um, and Edwina Ivor Rogers. Uh, Rogers, who was described as reclusive, was said to connect with his parents through notes slid under the door. Oh. I'm guessing they didn't yeah, have that the best relationship. <laughs> like, the van lived in yeah, the same house. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, interesting. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 like the man, yeah. I was, I, was, I was like, the man lives in the same house, but yet he, he doesn't want to speak to his parents face to face. Yeah. Like what's going on there? I mean, so odd. Event like towards the end of the episode, there are a few things which might answer that. But at the time, I was like, "That's really weird. Why would you just slide notes under the door? Why didn't? Why wouldn't you like just physically knock on the door and be like, yeah, mum, dad, you know, want to want to have a little chinwag with you?' But you know, hey ho. Um, So Rogers would also leave the house before sunrise and did not return until after dark so his neighbors 
were actually completely unaware that he lived with his parents. His neighbors had no idea, I don't think, because they never saw him. <laughs> right. Oh, so, very avoidant. Yeah. Like, he's just sort of, it seems like he would be that guy that you would sort of see in the street and you're like, I'm going to cross the road. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go on the other side. Yeah, just very, I kind of get the the vibe that he maybe didn't like to talk to other people that much and quite willing, like, you know, avoided it at all cost. Mm. And when you have those people, sometimes you want to avoid them because, you know, they you don't really know how to approach them, right? So, yeah, yeah I totally get what you're saying. It's, I'd cross the road. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, and and plus my just, my pure, like, I'm, if I can avoid talking to this stranger, I'm going to avoid yeah. it. So I'm going to cross mm-hmm. Like, just by yeah but, i'm also going to avoid social contact yeah. <laughs> so uh blah, 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 where, where was i uh cool so edwina after edwina's nephew marvin reported that uh, his phone calls to his aunt had gone unanswered for several days two houston police detectives forced their way into the rogers home on june the 23rd 1965. Police found nothing strange when they entered the house, although they did see food on the dining room table. Uh, When one of the officers opened the fridge, he saw multiple slices of washed, unwrapped meat neatly piled on the shelves. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. We we know what that is. <laughs> Don't oh. like um, that. Later. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, not a fan. Uh, no, nope. you're also not going to be a fan of of this little bit, Alex. I'm not oh, going to lie. No. Uh, okay. Later, <laughs> later, the officer admitted that he mistook the meat for that of a butchered hog. However, the officer observed two human heads visible through the clear glass of the produce bin as he was closing the door. Sweet baby Jesus, what? Oh my gosh. Can you you imagine? Oh man, just like, okay, that's that's just, that's just a pig. I'm I'm just going to close. Okay, there are two, there are two heads in the bottom of the fridge. (laughs) Yep, just, oh, that's that's a very much an oh shit moment, right? Like, oh yeah, this is just pork. It's not a big deal. Oh shit! There are two heads in the fridge. Yeah, and yeah. Pig heads. If you catch them adrift, I um, I get the, I get like a, a vibe of, um, you know how like in the office they would sort of look at the camera sometimes. Yeah, I get the vibe of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. I get the mean. vibe of him opening, opening the fridge, and he's like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just hog meat. That's fine. That's fine. And then he sort of looks down and he sees the two heads. And then he just slowly looks at this camera. And then he just slowly closes the fridge door. And he's just like, I don't get paid enough for this. I'm getting too old for this shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, So police determined that Fred. And Edwina Rogers had been killed on June the 20th, um, which was Father's Day. Um, an autopsy showed that Fred was bludgeoned to death with a claw hammer um, and his eyes had been gouged out and his genitals had been removed. 
I mean, surely getting bludgeoned to death with a claw hammer is enough. Yeah. I think taking out the eyes and taking out the man's balls is probably a bit overkill. I was I just thinking think that too. Like that's why. It makes me think that whoever did it knew the person and had something against them, right? I'm sure we'll get to it. But yeah, that's very maybe aggressive and very overkill in my mind too. Yeah. Yeah. Like let the man keep his testicles. Like Yeah. What's going on here? Exactly. <laughs> um, Edwina had been beaten and shot execution style in the head. Uh, police further said that the bodies were dismembered in the upstairs bathroom by a person, uh, quote, with some knowledge of anatomy. In 1975, a Houston judge declared Rogers legally dead so his estate could be uh, probated. Probated? What the hell? I'm assuming that means, like, searched, potentially? Yeah, probated. I would assume that means that they then get the custody of it. Uh, yes. Or would have been given, maybe? I don't know. That's interesting. Potentially. Uh, that's what I thought when I when I came across it. Um, so the case remains officially unsolved, and Rogers remains the only suspect. Uh, Houston Forensic accountant um, Hugh uh, Gardenia and his wife Martha have continued to investigate the case and concluded that Rogers did murder his parents and was later killed in Honduras. While they have discounted Whoa. John, I know, like it gets, it gets a bit, you know, very sort of, did he, did he really, you know, what happened? Because he, he, yeah. I think I, I think I say in a little bit, but he he sort of goes missing a few days after the murders and then he's never seen again hmm. and then he's legally declared dead in 1975. So, wow, you know, okay. just without a trace, he's disappeared and no one has ever heard or seen him. He's the only he's been the only suspect in the case the entire time. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's one of those where you're like, oh, this could go in so many different directions. For sure. So many yeah. different directions. So many different directions. Um, so while um while they have discounted John R. Craig and Philip A. Rogers claims that Rogers was a CIA operative uh due to a lack of proof, they do admit that while working as a seismologist. Rogers did have dealings with CII contract personnel. Interesting. So he potentially might have been involved with That's the CIA cool. as well. Very juicy. Very juicy. Um, so according to the Gardeners, uh, Rogers had planned the murder of his parents for years um, because his father was cruel and both parents were devious con artists. According mm. to the Gardeners, mm -hmm. here we get into the, you know, there might have been a reason why he slid notes under the door. Um, according, right. according to uh, the Gardeners, Fred was a bookie who engaged in criminal activities like gambling and fraud on a regular basis. And he allegedly continued to abuse Charles into adulthood and began stealing enormous sums of, sums of money from him. Ah, oh, man. What are you doing, Fred? Don't like that. Oh, dearie me. 
what are you doing? No, what the frig? Yeah, that's... I mean, it just sounds like this is just a bad situation even before the murders took place, right? Like, there's a lot of criminal involvement going on Yeah. even beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, Rogers uh, fled the United States for Mexico after killing and dismembering his parents, according to the Gardeners, and was never found because of powerful friends he acquired through his ham radio hobby, and also while working for several oil and mining businesses. Rogers may have eventually found his way to Honduras, where he was killed over a salary dispute with miners, according to this theory. Interesting. I mean... What what, what do you think? I don't not believe it, but I'm also like... Mm, hmm. Is it is it that one though? Is it that one? I don't know. I yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. There was definitely motive, it seems. Oh, for sure. To you know, for him to 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 do it. Um Oh, it's it's just a really interesting one because there's so that there, there's just not a lot out there and it just yeah. adds to to this whole mystery. It really mm-hmm. does. And it's very specific um, too. You know, like, I wonder who, whomever came up with the theory, I wonder how they kind of connected it together. Like, where's the string and the the pins and you know what I mean? It just seems very, almost too specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely a head scratcher. Definitely a head scratcher. Um, Netflix, you need to get on this and you need to make this a documentary. I would, yeah, I would be in. Where's the new <laughs> Netflix series? Come on, exactly. get on it, get on it, Netflix, get on it. Um, so the Gardeners novel, uh, The Icebox Murders, was published by Redbud Publishing in October 2003. According to the Houston's Houston Press's review, The Icebox Murders is written as fact based, a uh, fact based fiction and uh, uh, supposition supposition Um, there are many unnamed characters in the book various politicians and attorneys as well as the eyewitness who said he saw Rogers in Honduras after 1965 the novel was also referred to as fact-based fiction by publishers weekly Um, so 18 interesting very interesting um Fact-based fiction. So, what well, is fiction, but based on fact? That was probably a really obvious explanation of that. I'm assuming that's what that meant. But it's, it's in you. I mean, I haven't heard of any stories like that that been have been described as that. So that's why I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I've never heard. I guess it. it works. I've never heard of fact-based fiction. Like, I'm not an avid reader myself, so maybe that's why I haven't come across fact-based fiction, but. I've I've never seen that in in Waterstones. There's not been a fat face fiction and fiction aisle that I've seen. Um, maybe I'm just very uncultured. Maybe I need to get get some book learning going on. Get your library card out. <laughs> get my library card out. I mean, I am thirty, so there it's not going to be a massive amount of time until I until I could get my free library card. So exactly, might you as know, well. <laughs> getting old <laughs> does have its perks <laughs> my exactly. free bus pass, I am already, my free library card <laughs> yeah already so stoked for you know senior days where you get like a certain <laughs> amount at your favorite stores oh i'm static if i could just jump to then and re like 
get all the discounts, I'd be I'd be so happy. That's it. That's it. Um, so 1815 uh, Driscoll Street was the address of the residence where the killings took place. Um, the house remained unoccupied and unsold, unsold after the murders, and it was demolished in 1972. The lot remained vacant until uh, con- condominiums were erected on it in 2000. Of course, I knew it when I was researching this. I was like, "They're going to put, they're going to put housing on that, aren't they?" Yeah. Of course, they're going to put housing. No, on it. no, you never do that. Why would you do that? That's literally grounds for, you know, a for the case to never be relooked at because the place where it happened is no longer in existence. And then two, yep. that is grounds for a haunted ass condo, a thousand percent. Oh yes, <laughs> I will fight anyone that says otherwise. <laughs> like you are, Fred. you are betting. Yeah, you are betting to get a ghost. <laughs> Fred and Edwina are going to be haunting that condominium complex. Oh yeah, like nobody's oh. business. Nobody's, nobody's business. business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. My morbid curiosity would... I, I would spend like a night in one of the condos to see if anything oh, would yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's kind of the the interesting part of the paranormal, right? Like, you, you want to be able just to see if that's an option, especially when it comes to very tragic and devastatingly affected areas because you just want to know if, okay, does death really hold that much power? over that yes yeah definitely definitely um and i i love me getting a bit spooked as well i mean don't get me wrong oh same. like something something would happen in like the middle of the night and i wouldn't even stay the entire i would shit myself and i would be out so <laughs> fucking fast i'm telling yeah same yeah <laughs> same. Yep. I'd, and... I'd be like i'd be like fred edwina do your worst come on yep yeah you're nothing you're nothing and then like some crazy shit would go down i'd be like okay fred and edwina all right i'm you going in you I'm win going <laughs> you win this round <laughs> like, you win this round yep yeah i i do the same i my dream job would be like a ghost hunter or a paranormal investigator but i'm also a big chicken shit so yeah. <laughs> i 100 would go and be like come on like do something, say something, and something would happen. I'd be like, well, this was fun. I'm going to take off now. Thanks. <laughs> That's it. I, I would be like um, like they are on the, on the paranormal shows, like Ghost Adventures and shit like that. I'd be like how they sort of taunt the ghosts and like they they're like all oh, right you're nothing you're doing you're not doing anything you like give us a sign and then they give them a sign and then they shit themselves that's me yeah yep. I, I would taunt <laughs> I would taunt the ghosts and then when something happens I'll be like right I'm running all right yeah. <laughs> I'm this is sorry Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean it that's it <laughs> oh dear and that was the short and the sweet story of the icebox murders. Wow. So, oh my gosh. I know. Short and sweet, but also pretty graphic at the same yes, time. Extremely. Good balance. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, did Charles die in 1975? Did he live into a ripe old age? What what are you what are you thinking? We know that he probably did it. 
Yeah. Let's <laughs> be honest. I mean, but. it's it's kind of it's pretty pointing to him, but I I don't know if he if he got himself in trouble with some pretty powerful people, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, met his own demise. However, there is a part of me that wonders if he just got out of Dodge and lived his life far, far away and never saw any kind of any kind of, you know, legal consequences um, for what happened to his parents. Even if it wasn't him, I would I still find it odd that he just disappeared, too. Right. Like that's that's kind of mysterious and it kind of makes you wonder, Okay, but where did he go and why? Yeah, it's yeah, it's very sort of suspicious, isn't it? Yeah, so if it wasn't you, Extremely. why did you go missing two days afterwards? Yeah, you like know. where did you Very go? Very suspicious. Yeah, and where if it wasn't, from? yeah, where'd you come from? Where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> I won't finish the song because then I won't stop thinking about it. But uh, yeah, I'm also interested, you know, if it wasn't him, who was it? And did they ha- did they have anything to do with his disappearance? That's the thing, isn't it? It could be. You know, it, it, he might be completely innocent and he might mm-hmm. have seen, he might have sort of seen, you know, what happened or come across a scene or knew something. And then, you know, someone might have been like, right, we've got to keep him quiet. So right. let's knock him off. And then yep. say that he, he went to Honduras or something and then he's at the right. picture, you know, so yep. there are Eesh. many variables many many variables. many and it just screams un- like a like a unsolved mysteries episode it does it does netflix that's twice. once again <laughs> that's twice netflix, netflix. <laughs> literally giving you ideas at this point and yes we will gladly accept payment for both of them i was about to say we will we'll accept royalties yes oh for yes, sure we yeah. will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes thank you <laughs> give me that give me that netflix money yes <laughs> I mean, hell, even pay. even even give me a free subscription. Seems oh like yeah, raise the prices again. again. I know every time I see it on my credit card, I'm like, you bastards! But I can't decline <laughs> my membership because I have other people using my membership. So <laughs> I know it's, it's hard, and, and I and I just can't. Like every time, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to bin it off. They Netflix is so they're so slide they'll be like we're just gonna we're just gonna put the price up a little bit we're just gonna, but we're gonna release a banging documentary yep. so you don't leave netflix and it's just like oh, for, oh fine yeah. i'll pay 15 pounds a month yep fine, fine. yeah <laughs> netflix is the fuck boy of this streaming service world because every time <laughs> really you think you're gonna quit it they come around and they drop a new true crime documentary and you're like, oh, that's not anywhere else because it's a Netflix original. So, yeah, I'm forever they, they, in the clutches gotten, of Netflix. They, oh, that's it. They, they've got us by the balls, haven't they, Netflix? Oh, they a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a a thousand percent. Ugh. <laughs> but still, this... Yeah, unsolved mission. Give me right. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. I know we just yes. trashed mm-hmm. you for the point, but yeah, know, we just we just give us talk shit about you. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd be even willing to accept it in in pounds, and I'll just squirrel it away for when I come to the UK, whenever that will be. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, 
just as a reminder to everyone, um, where can people find Weird Distractions and where can people follow you on social medias? Yeah. So you can find us basically wherever you find uh, Horror House Podcast. So any kind of streaming platform that Dom is on, you can find Christy and I. And in terms of social media, we're basically, for the most part, at Weird Distractions Pod, at Weird Distractions Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Weird Distract I1. I, I don't know. I I don't know what happened. Everything escalated so fast when I created that account. So <laughs> That's that's our Twitter handle. I uh, could go check us out over there. And I just want to say thanks again for having me on. This was fun. This I hadn't heard of this case before, so I'm glad that you covered it. And you know, it's definitely one that I'm gonna have to look into after and be like, what is going on? Because it yeah, is interesting. It. It's definitely it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely a head scratcher. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, and the pleasure was all mine to have you on. Thank you for having me on your show. We did. This is a back to back recording, yes. guys. Like we have. We're, we're doing the podcast hours today. We are putting in those podcast hours. Yeah, we're putting them in. That's it. Putting them in, that's, that's for it. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, it's been an absolute blast. I've had so much fun. Um, and from, from myself, you can find Horror House on all podcasting apps. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find the podcast at Horror House underscore pod. On Facebook at Horror House pod. Um, check out the merch store as well. I have obviously updated my my logo, new logo, new new look, new me. Um, and yep. I will be releasing some merch um, soon with that new logo logo on it. So keep an eye out for that. Also, don't forget to rate and review both Horror House and Weird Distractions. We anything less than five stars, and lawyers are going to be coming, yes. and they're going to be asking mm-hmm. why, why. why? Why? Four, four <laughs> stars. Wow. Where's, where's, where's that extra one star? Yeah, what, what, mm. what, what's going on there? What's, uh, what's happening? Because <laughs> I can afford the best legal team. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're just begging Netflix <laughs> to give us some money. Yeah. Definitely have the best of the best lawyers. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yeah give us uh, a rating and a review uh, both on spotify apple podcasts uh, you can go through my website and leave reviews on there as well alex and christy have an amazing show so give them all the five star reviews oh stop you know <laughs> in, oh stop <laughs> thank you but yo you are more than welcome um so all that's left to say from me is stay spooky and alex would you like to sign off as well yeah stay spooky stay weird but stay safe most importantly yes stay safe bye bye